Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Let's Be Honest with Peter Kozadoy, the show that goes behind all the BS to show you what's actually happening uh, with entrepreneurs, thought leaders, authors, and all kinds of interesting folks from around the world. Listen, most of you at some point or another have had to confront a belief that you have. Sometimes it's self-limiting. Sometimes it's something you need to convince yourself in order to reach the next level. Well, today I happen to have the expert in the art of believe, Mr. Evan Carmichael. So Evan, how are you, buddy? Welcome to the show. I'm great, Peter. Thanks for having me, man. What What's the map behind you on the wall? I'm looking up. It looks it looks funky. What is that? Yes. Welcome to the lake house. This is Lake Winnipesaukee in New Hampshire. And this is a map of uh, Lake Winnipesaukee uh, in New Hampshire. So okay. right after we're done, I'm putting on my bathing suit and jumping into the lake. Uh, and you're welcome to join me. <laughs> How cold is the water there, Peter? You know, actually, I'm told it's not that bad, but I just got here. So I have a feeling they're like, oh, yeah, it's not that bad. Not that bad for like people who live in New Hampshire year yeah, round, okay. who I think have like an extra layer, like Eskimos. They just have yeah. like an extra natural layer. So, Evan, uh, listen, I'm extremely familiar with your work because I've been following you for so long. You've inspired literally millions of people with your message. But for those out there who do not know, please just take three minutes. Tell everyone who you are, what you do and what really gets you fired up. So Evan Carmichael, either known from my books um, or my YouTube channel, I've got a couple million subscribers, 300 something million views on the channel, uh, documenting success and trying to, I'm trying to solve the world's biggest problem, which I think is people don't believe in themselves enough. I like to say everybody's got Michael Jordan level talent at something that you are the greatest in the world at something. And chances are, it's not what you went to school for, what your parents told you you should do. And uh, you got to find it. And most people don't believe in themselves enough to think they could be great at something or to actually go chase that thing down. And so I'm trying everything I can through the videos I'm making, the speaking gigs, the books, the podcasts and live streams like this to try to spread that message. What fires me up is helping entrepreneurs. Um, I think your purpose comes from your pain. So I think whatever you struggled with the most as a human is the thing that you want to help other people through. So I struggled so much as an entrepreneur, not believing in myself, uh, making tons of mistakes, being embarrassed and ashamed and uh, quitting on my first business partner. And I just want to try to make the road a little bit easier for everybody else that um, that is facing that same thing right now. So Evan, I, I heard you say that usually you want to take the thing you failed most at and help others avoid that pain. And here I am, I wrote a book about honesty. So guess what I failed at? <laughs> getting getting honest, getting yeah. honest with myself, getting honest with uh, others, all the ways that I talk about in the book. So speaking of getting honest with yourself, the show is called Let's Be Honest. You've done a lot of things. Take a moment, think back, tell everyone a time when you had to get brutally honest with yourself. What was the situation? What did you do and what happened next? Um, I think about when I broke my neck. Uh, so I was on tour last year. I did 23 cities, 90 days, a speaking tour. And I broke my neck two thirds of the way through and had a concussion and uh, compressed my spine and broke my neck in two spots. And that entire trip was actually a place where I had to be more honest with myself. I did it because my biggest fear is disappointing people. My biggest fear is that I'm going to get up on stage or I'm going to do some show and and disappoint people, that I'm not going to have the answers, that I'm going to you know make a fool of myself. I'm not going to bring people value. And so I said, in order to to try to crush this, I'm going to go on tour and face my, my fear every four days in a new city. Let's go. <laughs> and then about a third of the way through that, I that wasn't a fear anymore. But in my head, what I wanted to do was I wanted to 
I wanted to go ad lib. I didn't want to have a structure. I didn't want to have a memorized kind of presentation. And again, I was afraid. I was afraid that oh, it's a three to four hour seminar. What am I going to talk about if nobody has questions? And every time it's coming back to just that honest conversation with myself to say, if you're afraid of something, you have to go do it. So we started doing that and it, it, that ended up working out. And then the last month of the tour, I broke my neck in my uh, my campaign manager, my, uh, my agent wanted to bring me back and said, okay, when you're coming home, like, well, I'm not, I'm, I don't want to, I don't want to come home yet. Cause I think the, the tour could be healing for me. Being with entrepreneurs is healing for me to help me recover from this, as opposed to me just lying at home in bed. And it's, it's a constant, honest conversation to try to lean in and say, I got to listen to my intuition. I got to, I got to try to do this thing and that being afraid isn't a good enough reason. And that's, that's a constant theme in my life. Whenever I'm afraid to do something, it means I have to go off and do it. Uh, and it's, it's the combination of me telling myself that I do difficult things as well as focusing on service of trying to help others that it's not about me. It's about helping somebody else that gives me the confidence to actually then listen to the honest conversation. Cause step one is having the honest conversation with yourself. Step two is actually having the courage to do the thing, uh, which I think people often find really difficult as well. So Evan, I'm going to go off script with you for a moment yes. because I know you can handle it. My favorite. Let's I go. Get, when I'm doing shows like this from speaking, I get asked like, but, but I don't, I know I need to get honest with myself, but honestly, I don't even know what I want to achieve. I have a theory about that, which is that it is actually not possible to figure out what you really, really want, unless you just go out there and start running blindfolded through the forest and hit some trees. What do you, do you think I'm right? Do you think I'm wrong and why? I think you can have a guiding light, which I would call your purpose. So, you know, you, so your purpose comes from your pain, right? At least in my language, your purpose comes from your pain. Peter wants to spread more honesty in the world because he wasn't very honest earlier on in his life. And he wants to, he wants to save future Peters because there's lots of people who currently are doing all the dishonest things to try to get ahead and are slowly hating their lives. So you can know that as your guide in light. That's your mission. That's what you want to accomplish. How you do it will take many forms. So that purpose will be guiding you forever. You'll be 120 years old, you know, in some old age home, and you'll still care about honesty. You'll still be trying to, as long as you have the cognitive ability, you'll still be trying to spread honesty and want people to, to live more honest lives. No matter how much you talk about it for the next, you know, eight decades, you still won't touch everybody. So it's this ongoing mission. But the how you go off and do it will change many times. You wrote a book, uh, which I have, by the way, it's awesome. And, and the, um, the, the, he, I don't know if you're doing this for everybody or this is just special for like the pre people, but the, just the, special letter, people. the letter with the seeds, it's just special. People. So he sent this letter inside is a letter thanking you for the book and what it means, everything. But then there's these seeds that are inside the paper, but then you, you, you can cut up and, and, and plant them and see them grow. Anyway, I thought that was a really cool addition to it, but thank you. We put a lot of thought into that. I appreciate it. So you've got the book, you've got this show and and you'll have other things that come up. You know, it might in five years be Peter, the hologram beaming into your living room, telling you how to be honest, right? So to your point around blindfolded walking, yes, I agree. I think you have to go off and just try it. You could have the great idea of 
I'm going to write a book, but you don't really know what it's like to write and market a book until you get into it. You can hear the horror stories and you've obviously already had success as a writer before, you know, the book. So you know a little bit about it, but it's still overwhelming and a, and a giant project. You can hear the strategies about starting the show podcast, having, you know, live streams, getting people on, but until you do it, you don't actually know. And so that's where I think you have to go off and try a whole bunch of things in service of the mission until you land on the thing that actually makes you come alive. Mm, I love that. So, so oftentimes when we keep going down this rabbit hole, Evan, people may really know deep down inside, like, yeah, if I'm really honest with myself, I want to do X or I want to be Y. And often, you know, as well as anyone, they don't. Something gets stuck. In that moment, tell us one, two, any number of questions that a person should ask themselves in a moment like that. The starting point is what is your most important core value? Um, Peter's clapping that up. What's your most important core value? Because that becomes your compass for life. So I call it your who. So who are you? Mine is believe. Uh, so that kind of comes through hopefully in my content and my messaging and my branding. I want people to believe in themselves more. So whenever I'm struggling, I mean, I had this on, on Monday. Today's a Thursday recording this. On Monday, I did an interview with Kevin O'Leary on my on my channel. Uh, and Shark Tank, and you know, I've had some big guys on my channel, but I don't, I did, I've never met Kevin before, and I was nervous going into the interview. That the hour before the interview, I wasn't doing anything productive. You know, I was trying to do emails and trying to do it. Nothing was being productive because I was worried that I was going to disappoint people. Still now, right to this day, with everything I've done, I still get nervous about things like that. And so it's the reminder to believe in myself. What's my most important core value? Believe, and that recenters me back when it feels overwhelming and impossible it recenters me back to okay what do i need to do to make myself proud of me to have more belief uh second is i try to remind myself to tie myself worth to the effort not the result the fact that i'm willing to go out there and try even if the most likely outcome is failure is worth celebrating it's not about hitting that mark because normally when you have an idea you want to you know you're afraid that you got this big idea but you're afraid of failing and not even failing. You're afraid of failing in front of somebody else. Like, who's going to see me fail? Not, do I just fail? Because you'll sing in the shower, but you won't sing on the street corner. So you're afraid of failing in public. And so how do I, how do I lower that threshold and just think about, I want to be proud of my effort. I expect to fail. I expect things not to work at the beginning. But I want to I pat myself on the back for the effort that I'm putting in every day towards it. Um, and then the third thing that I think about is service. This always helps me. Like these three things help me talking to Kevin O'Leary. It's not even about me. It's not even about Kevin O'Leary. This interview here isn't about me and Peter. It's about you guys. We're here to try to serve. And, and every time I, I shift it to service, even if it's not true, even if nobody's even going to watch the thing I'm going to make, if I just think that I'm making this to try to help somebody, like the intention is service. That gives me courage. That, that, that lets me get out of my own way to say, stop being selfish, go make this thing to serve the world. And so when you can come up with those, at least that pattern has worked super well for me. Um, I think it helps people get unstuck and people just don't have the courage to do it. There's so many good nuggets in there. And one thing I wanna echo is if people don't spend enough time, and I certainly didn't, understanding that much of success is just simply luck. It's timing, it's right place, right time. And we can only do so much. We can only control the process. 
can only control the daily habits. We can, I can't control if this becomes a bestseller. I can't go out and buy. I, mean, I guess I could go buy thousands of copies, but I didn't. <laughs> so <laughs> people do. That's another show. Um, but yeah, I mean, I love what you're saying, Evan, because it's like if you go back to who you are, and literally in the book I write, you know, because I listen, like love Simon Sinek. He went to Brandeis as I did. He's all about the why, and that's great. But if you don't know who you are, how the hell do you know why you're doing anything? And, and so often I feel like that's the base layer. Who are you? What are your values? What In what order are those values? I think is really, really important. So I, I just love that. At what point in your life did you, you're originally a tech guy, right? Kind of. My first business was biotech software. Mm -hmm. I was the business guy inside of that. I'm not a coder. I can, I can kind of understand when I look at stuff, but um, that was another like limiting belief of mine. Like I'm not the tech guy. I hate science. So now I'm running a biotech software company. <laughs> um, but yeah, more, more kind of business entrepreneurial side. Okay. You're running this biotech company, right? Yeah. And then you fast forward five, 10 years, however many years it was. And now you're someone who inspires millions of people, which is probably not in the original job description. When mm -hmm. did you actually realize you were entering into a different business and different phase of your life. So a couple of moments. One, when I sold my business, I, mean, I was lucky. I mean, I had some success, uh, you know, didn't have to go go get a job if I didn't want to after I sold my business. Um, but I didn't know what I wanted to do. I did. I was kind of stumbling around. I didn't have I didn't know my who. I didn't know who I was. I didn't have Peter's book. I didn't you know, I didn't have the guide of the roadmap when I was 22 year old Evan um, and I'm 40 now. So, it was, you know, it's, it's Going back a little bit, um, I, I wandered, I struggled. I said yes to a whole bunch of things to see what made me kind of come alive. And the thing that I actually latched onto was I got asked to speak to some entrepreneurs at a local YMCA, and they were going to promote this to their, they had an entrepreneur club and group, and they're going to promote it. And I spent weeks preparing for it. And I would, they filled up, you know, this huge room for me to come speak in, and only three people showed up to that first thing. And my first thought was, are you kidding me? Three people? Like I spent all this time and worked so hard. And I was so nervous and it's three people and it's free. Like I was hoping this would be my next thing, but if only three people show up to a free thing, how are you ever going to turn this into a business? Like there's no way. Um, but then the other side kicked in. It's like, well, I'm here anyway and I don't want to disappoint people. So I'm going to, I'm going to do my spiel. We're going to, we're going to make the best of it. And I ended up loving it. Peter It's like, man, this is, this is, this is the juice. This is so good. This is better than any high I had in my business when I was making money. And we all went to the local Starbucks afterwards. All, all four of us <laughs> went to the local Starbucks afterwards and, and continued on the night. I'm like, I don't think I'm ever going to get paid doing this, but I have to keep doing this because this just fills my soul. Um, so that was the first turning point, but I never thought I was going to make money doing it. It was just, I, I just need to keep doing this. I had to find a way to keep going and doing this. Uh, it wasn't until I really started with my website and then eventually YouTube channel that I found a way to monetize it. But even my YouTube growth, you might, you know, people listening and watching might know me for my YouTube channel. It's millions of subscribers. Great. But in the first five years of my YouTube channel, I had 7,000 subscribers. So five years of making content, zero to 7,000 subscribers. And then in the next five years was 7,000 to 2 million, right? And now we're like 2.5 or whatever. Uh, so, you know, to your point about getting lucky, yes. And you have to give yourself the at-bats. Uh, I wasn't very good. <laughs> that counts to like talent matters. Go back and watch my first video. It wasn't very good. It's still there as so you can see the journey. I just gave myself 
a ton of at bats and I loved it. And eventually I got better. And if you stick in the thing long enough, you're going to win. Um, which I think honesty too, like going back to your book, I think in the short term, there might be some situations where honesty can actually hurt you. Maybe you lose the sale because you were too honest. Maybe you lose that relationship because you were too honest, but, but long-term being honest is the right call. Cause, cause those moments are going to come back to haunt you. And so I think about the same thing with, with content or following your passion. Like if you stick with it long enough, eventually it will pay off and often not in the way that you think it's going to. I, I couldn't agree more, especially with that last part, often not in the way that you think it's going to do. And, and I, you know, I take that back to what you're talking about, the process, the reps, nobody starts at the top. Unfortunately, we seem to live in a culture where everyone wants the shortcut and we're inundated with people on Instagram who have rented their Lamborghini for the day. And it, you know, that's part of the reason why I wrote a book about honesty, right? Just try to combat that. So, you know, I love what you're saying because there are those out there and I, I've even worked with some of them where they, they go and they go and they go and nothing's happening, nothing's happening. And they're looking for something else. And I, I always feel like, Evan, they should be looking inward to ask themselves, well, does this bring you joy? It was clear, even though you were speaking for free, even though there were only a couple of people there, it was like, wow, this is, this is pulling me. This is something. And as long as that feeling's there, it's just simply a matter of not giving up. That's actually literally like I asked Barbara Corcoran. She was very fortunate, fortunately endorsed my book. Incredible woman and entrepreneur. We all know her. And I literally said to her, hey, I'm going to a conference of entrepreneurs. I want to be able to tell them. Uh, Barbara Corcoran gave them one piece of advice. And what is it? And she like looked at me like I had like five heads. And she was like, like, duh don't give up. Yeah. That's it. That's it. And I was like, okay. And she was like, no, no, that's, that's it. Bye. <laughs> and I'm off. Evan, I, I got a question in from Facebook. If you could go back and tell 18 year old Evan some advice, what would it be? Oh, awesome. Well, thank you for Facebook. Um, so I actually used to hate this question because, and I see Patricia, I love it. Uh, because I can't go back and talk to 18 year old Evan. So I, I don't, I don't like imagining that my life could have been different. But the answer would be whoever, whatever your who is, whatever your most important core value is, that's what you need most of. I needed more belief when I was 18. Peter needed more honesty when he was 18, right? That's the advice that you need to go back and give yourself, your most important core value. Um, I ended up actually loving this question because if so, I'm 40 years old right now, 80-year-old Evan coming back to 40-year-old Evan, it's the same thing. More belief. 80-year-old Evan is telling today, Evan, you need to believe in yourself more, dude. Keep going. Like 80-year-old Peter is coming back to Peter, more honesty. You think you're being more honesty, even more honesty, right? But I'm more honesty, right? Like that's always a filter to make your best decisions. And so I ended up loving that question because now it's actually practical. So Patricia, if you're going back to your 18-year-old self, that advice that you would give her is still the same thing you need right now, just on a bigger scale you've conquered those demons, but now there's bigger demons ahead. And one of my favorite quotes is, um, beyond the mountains, more mountains. So the goal is not to get to the top of the mountain. If you, if you get to the top of the mountain, you're going to hate your life because you got no more, nowhere else to go. No more progress beyond the mountain. There's more mountains. And how do you break through to the next mountain through your most important core value? The, the next level of honesty or belief or whatever your most important core value is. That's your path to get into the next mountain. Such such wisdom. People, you know, I'm in, I'm only in month one of, of the book launch, right? So m many very loving friends and family have been asking me like, how's it going? How's it going? And I, I've been saying like, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, fine. 
And I think what they're reading is like, oh, it must not be doing well. But what's locked up in, in my delivery of that is the book came out and that day happened. And then there was a day after it and a day after it. And now I'm like 21 days later and life goes on. And now I have new goals and now I have other shit to do. And it's like, it, it's just a this big thing that I think we sometimes build up to be the thing, the mountain. It's just one more step, right? And then now, oh, no, there are more mountains there. Okay. And that I think has been a wonderful gift to be able to step back and realize that any of the things we give so much emotion to and so like, oh, well, if this isn't successful, I'm going to die and everybody's going to die and the world's going to die. It's like, no, no, it's just one, one more step. Yeah. And, and leaning into honesty on that, I think one thing that the whole industry could do better, which was, I was so pumped for your book and the topic was we tend to only share the things that we've already conquered. Like, oh, I struggled some, this is me when I was 19 and I struggled, I was making 300 bucks a month and had no money. I was too embarrassed to tell my friends that I was broke, but I solved it now. I can look back on that and say, well, look at what I've done so far. But when I was 19, I was too embarrassed to tell people that this is what I, so even this is my own personal ongoing trying to, I love how you started the show about trying to, you know, lift the veil and actually get to the core of what people are, are talking about. Um, even sharing that. On Monday, when I had Kevin O'Leary on, and we both had sharks on our show, it's great. Uh, that I was nervous and I was scared and I and I procrastinated and I wasted time. Like I'm still struggling and dealing with these things just on a different scale. And I think that is where the whole industry could lift to say, actually, honestly, what you're feeling, and it doesn't always have to be positive and doesn't always have to be perfect because people don't want to learn from the perfect person. They want to learn from someone who they feel is like them. I wish you had given me that advice 10 years ago because it took me a long time to to hear it and to believe it. You know, I used to honesty, right? I was like, why why doesn't everyone want me to be perfect? What doesn't that matter? No, they want vulnerability. And by the way, vulnerability is so powerful to our own personal development. Evan, last question. Two minutes, because I know you gotta go. Mm. We live in a very divided world. I personally think we need to be much more honest about our egos and how we're trying to stuff our opinions down people's throat and how we need to maybe listen, not react so much, try to build bridges. You see the same society I see now. What do we all need to do a little more? Or what can we do even our, in our own friend and family groups to, to build bridges, to not be so divided? The two things I would say is, is um, self-love and empathy. I think part of the problem is why we're so divided and why we react so quickly to something is you actually don't love yourself enough. And you you get triggered so easily. And think about it: when you're low on sleep and you you're stressed out to the max, and something happens, you're going to react totally differently than if you had a great day swimming in the cr freezing cold lake with Peter, and you know just had a blast for the day. You're going to react same situation. You're going to react totally differently. Most people don't have self love. Most people are driving to a job that they hate, uh, and so they're like on trigger mode constantly. And that's not that they're bad people. Uh, that's where the empathy comes in. They're not bad people. They just hate their lives. And so you're, you don't hate your own life. So how do you, how do you overcome that? Well, you start by getting honest with yourself, <laughs> pick up Peter's book. It's going to be a great start. And then, and then actually having the courage to live your most important core value, the courage to live, believe for me, or to live honestly for Peter, even when it's not convenient, that's how you start getting self-love is by doing those difficult things when it's not convenient. I'm amazed that you said that. I mean, literally, this is the quote from the second to last page of my book. Everything negative usually stems from people not understanding who they are. They're judging themselves and other people. We haven't learned the art and skill of falling in love with who we are. And that is the biggest struggle. That was not me. That was Lewis Howes.
Oh, there you go. Well, I haven't gotten that far. I'm, I'm reading the book. Uh, <laughs> I've taken some pictures of it. I haven't gotten that far. So I'm looking forward to it. Um, and then the second part is empathy. Just understanding that most people hate their lives right now. Mm. We weren't given the tools. Yes. Like who taught you how to live? Your your parents and your teachers. And did they love their life? Probably not. So we weren't given the tools. And so have empathy for people as a default. So um, Sadhguru had this great line that he told me where he said, just imagine that the person that you're seeing today is it's the last time you're going to see them and, and just have love in your heart for them. And if you even just start, if you start before you go into a conversation saying, I love this person, even if it's a security guard or the FedEx man or whatever, like I love this person, it changes how you, you interact with them. And so understanding that this person hates their life and they're just reacting, that people are good. Having gone through the who exercise with so many people, which is your most important core value, I've never seen somebody's core value be death or hate or like something negative. I've never seen it. When people, I'm sure you've seen that, Peter, too. When you get to the honest truth of people, it's never, it's never something bad. People want to be good. We're good. So why do good people do bad things? They're triggered. And so have empathy. The way I like to say it is you um, imagine a, a baby. You expect a baby to poop their, their pants, right? A baby poops in a diaper because they're a baby. So expect somebody who is, you know, hating their life and stressed it to the max to react in a certain way. So having empathy for the person instead of you getting triggered. So that kind of one-two punch of building up your own self-love and then having empathy for the people around you that they're just triggered by their own inner demons and they're fighting their own war. Um I think if people did that, man, I'm pumped for that world. Yeah, I couldn't. I mean, I, you took the words out of my mouth. I mean, I tell my coaching clients, like, ask like, you come, you share vulnerably what's going on. We, I, you know, groups for entrepreneurs, and that's the entire design. And I ask them sometimes when you're out interacting in the world, ask yourself if that person were coming to present really vulnerably in forum about what's going on with their life, what would they present about? Because we never stop to ask what other people are going through. So I absolutely love that, Evan. Listen, for any of you who have watched multiple episodes, you know I threw Evan many curveballs that I don't do for anyone else. And that's because Evan is a pro. Please go follow <laughs> him at Evan Carmichael. Please see what he's all about. I mean, everyone needs to believe in themselves more. And I think we need to believe in each other more, quite frankly. Evan, what's the latest book? Share with everyone that, that they can go pick up. Built to Serve. Here it is right here. The idea is that you are built to serve. If you're not happy, it's because you're not serving. And uh, kind of watch the process of how to do it. Amazing. Service is one, my second highest core value. So I'm with you on that. Evan, thank you so much for coming on. Let's be honest. It's been a pleasure to have you here. Thanks, Peter. I appreciate you, man. And until next time, I'm Peter Kozadoy. Thanks for being honest.